welcome to you see it. My bones! Oh dear. Oh, ah. No, Eli, stop! That's the bone hurting juice! Oh, it's so good though! No! No, your bones! No! Oh, my bones! Uh, ooh, well, uh, ooh. well, we're off to a great start. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, I guess I can't stand up for between one and three hours now that my bones are in pain. So I guess I have to just sit here. And read stories? Oh, uh, is that what you want to do? Uh, I had no idea. I just happen to have these stories Pulled up right in front of you. What? They were sitting right next to the bone hurting juice. Hi everyone, I'm David. <laughs> <laughs> Imposter. I'm uh, I'm Gracie. Aw. So, so, fun fact, everybody. Uh, yeah, welcome to UCA or Undercooked Analysis or whatever. Uh, <laughs> God, the, the, this show though. Um, so, for those listening, you probably know that this is the, uh, we're announcing the winners of the Cryptid Writing Challenge. Um, we only made you wait half a year. We had to go find them. Well, they were cryptids. <laughs> we had to go on a long expedition into the wilds of Detroit. <clears throat> yeah. We had to go cryptid hunting for all the cryptids that you showed us and now, and hopefully see if they exist, because that's how good of a job you guys did. I am bad at this. Uh, <laughs> no, it's great. You're fine. You're good. Yeah. Just don't drink the bone hurting juice. Uh uh-uh, uh. Yeah. Don't do it. It's, I mean, it's okay. I like it. Um, I made that mistake. Uh, I it, basically, um, I know you guys had trouble with like your internet and stuff like that, but also <laughs> we knew that. Uh, so if you guys didn't realize, uh, we have Kylie and Eli here. Uh, from Animal Fact Files. Uh, Save us! They've trapped us! They're I, keeping us! I can't feel my legs! <laughs> and they're actually here in person. Yeah. I, this is actually the first time we've met each other in person. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. 20 years in the making. It, it happened five minutes ago. Yeah. yeah. That was last week. That is not tr- remotely true, but... <laughs> yeah, that was last week. I'm here too, kind of. David... <laughs> I'm the background, David. <laughs> I'm just, I, I don't, so, hello everyone. I'm just here, I'm going to lean toward the microphone this time. Absolutely I'm in the not. background today because my job, as I'm not one of the judges of this this contest, is to um, just listen in and make sure the levels are good and to help future David out. So I'm actually helping myself. <gasps> oh, yay. That's good. Yay. Yeah. Yay. Thank you. So if you, you might hear from me every so often, but I also had the, I put together the, <laughs> I put together the blind list of stories and I burped. Beautiful. I put together the blind list of stories so I saw everybody who wrote so I don't and I remembered it uh, even if I tried to ignore it. So yeah. unfortunately I would have a bias as a judge or I might have a bias as a judge. So I made took the I filed off the names, gave them to uh these these three wonderful people and uh decided that I would abstain from uh, voting so as not to break so as not to you know even things out anyway yeah. no no election but I will fraud. listen in I will listen in and give my opinion no. every so often <laughs> no election fraud on UCA none nope never none anyway the ball is in your court you three um I'll be uh, over here oh, oh, no no uh, don't throw the ball no oh god uh, I can't uh, oh, oh. So, my oh. ball I, it. I also want to say... I shouldn't throw that bowling ball. <laughs> if, 
if I can just say really quick for everyone's context, because I don't think we even talked about this in the dregs. Subscribe on Patreon. Um, <laughs> we've been, I think this is like the seventh day we've been here. We've been here like a week. And it's been a week straight of screaming about how much our bones hurt. So that's why our voices sound like this. Yeah. Wired, it's only been like three days. Oh, no. I think. Only three days? Oh, uh, that's fair. There was like a lot a, of screaming before the bones got into the picture. It feels like though. a lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> a lifetime of hurt bones. <laughs> so anyway, that that's why we might sound not a hundred percent. Because all of our bones hurt. Our bones. Our, our bones and our bones. My bro's bones. My bones. Anyway. We also went to Disneyland yesterday. What? I don't remember that. None. No memory whatsoever of that. <laughs> uh, I'm going to be the straight man here, even though I'm not remotely straight. And <laughs> say uh, and say that uh, thank you. But you are the man. Yeah. yeah. You're the man now, dog. You're the man now, dog. Punch the keys, for God's sake. Gracie, I think that means you're now a man. Congratulations. Yeah. Because you're the man now, dog. Yeah, Gracie. <laughs> Good job. So, uh, thank you all for those who submitted you, uh, your contest entries. The fact that you decided to put yourself out there is quite amazing. Um, and you all wrote really great stories. We got seven entries. Unfortunately, we had to... Um, one of them we had to... Uh, Disqualified? Disqualified? Yeah, because I, I didn't, I forgot I was running the contest, so I wrote one and submitted it, and then I was like, oh no! Country no. Bear Hall! <laughs> no, I'm sorry, please continue. Uh, we had to disqualify one of them because, uh, the story did not fit the format of what we asked for, um, as a cryptid story. It, it, we, when we read it, we were like, this isn't a cryptid story, unfortunately, so. Uh, but, uh, we do appreciate you submitting your story. Um, if, I, I won't say who it is or, uh, list the title, but right now, but, um, uh, if, if you're interested on our feedback on your story as in general, uh, please let us know. But anywho, uh, let us announce the winners. You came up with some interesting cryptids and... I'm ready to talk about them. Yeah. Number one is Gracie. Gracie is <laughs> Gracie is a cryptid, in all honesty. But... Yeah. <laughs> Number 15. Oh. Oh. Oh, the warplanes are coming in. Oh, no. <laughs> well, good night, everybody. <laughs> no, this has been UCA. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so yeah, uh, this episode will uh, announce the top three winners and... Mm-hmm. Uh, um, for those, the winners who announced, please, uh, reach out to Midnight Marinara with your PayPal or Venmo and I will send your cash prize winnings. So please do that. Uh, so here are the winners. So we got our third place winner. Um, where, where is it? Uh, our third place winner is the Detroit Harvester. Uh, who wrote that story, David? Oh, oh, there was a comma. I thought you said who wrote that story. David. <laughs> Wait a minute. All right, here's your here's your cash prize, David. <laughs> this is you, the, the judge bias coming in. Now I see. I see. I see. This is by Dylan Waters. Thank you, Dylan Waters. Dylan, 
Good job, Zealin. Good job. All right, so let's uh, let's read this bad boy. Um, Can I borrow one of your phones? Yeah, of course. Because for some reason it is not Uh, appearing on mine. Is my font too small? Nah, I can't. Okay. No, I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that. Dylan Walters, not Walters. Oh, Oh, no. Now we got to start all over, Dylan Walters. We're so sorry, Dylan Walters. (laughs) Even, yeah, evil Dylan Waters, (laughs) a.k.a. Dylan Walters. (laughs) (laughs) Tom uh, Walters 360 no scope <laughs> Lee Harvey Oswald <laughs> <laughs> oh proud of you oh. uh, which order are we going to do this um alphabetical which I guess would be so me that's, you, that's uh, you are you reading David uh I can if you want me to yeah, yeah come yeah, on you're over there get in there get in there so it'll just go this just, way just drink some of the bone hurting juice with us okay uh, why do you drink this? My bone! Yeah, but like... Uh, my ear bones! It tastes so good, though. It tastes really good. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, my bones. Oh. My bones. Just, just, <laughs> just don't stand up. Do oh. not... Do not I, I give, have no intention of standing. Don't give any of that to the pasta shade, because I've heard he's all bones. <laughs> no bones about it, yeah. <laughs> hey! All right, so the Detroit Harvester. So I guess I... Do I go first? Yes, yeah, you're okay. first. Absolutely. <laughs> The Motor City was once a sprawling industrial namesake in the American automotive culture many years ago. I used to be infatuated with the intricacies of the manufacturing plants the Big Three proudly displayed, each housing their own unique style of car assembly. Being a native to the Detroit area, I would often spend my weekends sneaking into the abandoned plants to take photographs and do urban exploration. Like the setup already. Who abandoned all these plants? Where did all these plants <laughs> come from? Why, yeah. oh, Why do the plants have to be abandoned? Plants need love. Abandoned by Donkey Kong. I don't know. Abandoned uh, by Chrysler. Oh, no! Um, typically, I would only find the tattered remnants of a bygone era. Empty assembly halls with various belts and machines laying dormant, covered in dust, and left to the sands of time. There was, however, something very odd about this venture. The Packard Automobile Factory, a relic of the crumbled Motown life for many decades, had recently been locked and gated off from the public in speculation that the structure was far too unsafe to be wandering about inside. No trespassing signs were plastered across many rusted, uh, many of the rusted fences. These warnings never truly deterred me from exploring any of the other plans. I decided on this late summer to get some interesting snapshots in the dark. This actually sets up like... This is good. The, just, uh, like this location very well. I've never been yeah. to Detroit, but no. from what I've been told, this, I mean, using the term motor city and all that, it mm-hmm. makes it feel like it exists. So it must be very green. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> because of all the plants. Yeah, that's true. I don't that's think true. that's what they mean. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's what they mean. <laughs> yeah, the Packard Automobile Factory was what came after the Packard Sawmill burned yes. down in Twin Peaks. Oh, of course, of course. I forgot. They switched to cars next. Yes. Plant-based cars. <laughs> Car alternatives. Uh, I turned on my... Is it Nikon? Nikon. Yeah, it's Nikon. Nikon. Okay. It's a camera. See, yeah. like, I look at it and I want to say Nikon. Yeah. So I, I it's get hard that. for me. So Okay, Nikon. Is it a Japanese brand, though? I don't know. That's a good Some, oh, Somebody Google it. Because... I'll Google it. To, I'm not... Remember, I'm only... Yeah. All, all right, I'll, I'll read and you Google. I turned on my Nikon and held a flashlight in the other hand as I set about my way through the plant's grounds. Broken windows, crack, cracked concrete, and fatigued metal surrounding me on either side. On the ground before me was a relatively fresh trail of diesel fuel haphazardly spilt in a, curve, in a curved line into a small loading bay. Probably some parts... Probably some salvagers trying to scrape what's left of the Packard parts, I thought to myself, and cautiously followed it into the open bay. 
Shrouded in a brick building, I peeked into the loading bay with my light aimed. Nothing except an old, rusted International Harvester. To be exact, a 1964 International Harvester CO. Yeah, CO. CO. 1800 Lodestar. She'd definitely seen better days. Well, the writer certainly knows their motor vehicles. Yeah, this is. I liked this uh, paragraph because I felt like I was like, oh yeah, it's in a brick building and where there are actually not green things around. No. So it cleared some stuff up for me. Yeah. Huh. Okay, did we find out about... Uh, I tried it, but it's just like horror website. Let me try Wikipedia. Wikipedia. You know, everything on Wikipedia is true. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, Nikon... Oh, yep. It is. It's It's a Japanese... It's Nikon. Oh, it's Nikon then. It should be Nikon. It's like karate. (laughs) This is a a karate moment. Nikon. How is is this? Nikon. Or, yeah, I would assume it's Nikon. It it is. I see the Katakana. Oh. Their head office is in Shinagawa. Oh. Ooh. All right, well. We've learned something today. We've learned something. All right. But we're all going to still say Nikon. Yeah. Probably. Or Nikon. Because we're Nik- filthy Nik- Now I can't. Now I don't even know what words are. <laughs> you are about a Nikon. Nikon. Her cab's paint was all faded. The windscreen cracked and covered with dirt and debris. I snapped a photo of the truck in the dusty and musty bay with the flash on. The man got sidetracked from the trail of diesel fuel momentarily. I glanced down with my light pointed and saw that it led underneath the truck before me. Uh, what was the voice he did? Uh, surely. <laughs> surely they couldn't be trying to siphon an old international, right? I pondered. The fuel inside. That's definitely the line you did. Yeah. The, the... Yeah, so I, I think you nailed it. Yeah. Because that's how someone from Detroit totally sounds like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The, the fuel inside those lines must be from at least the late 60s. The plant closed in 1958, but was used for storage until the 1990s. Even if the truck had been left here since the 90s, it wouldn't be any good. I heard the whine of a starter trying to spin and turn over the old diesel. My heart began to race. Did I just catch someone trying to hotwire this international harvester? Hey, who's in there? I asked loudly. No response. I approached the cab trying to get a good glance inside since the cab is a tad higher off the ground. With my heart racing, I stepped around tentatively toward the driver's door and hoisted myself on the side steps leading to the cab. The door was locked and I started to aim my light inside. The cab was completely empty! A surmounting sense of terror overtook me. Backed up slowly as the engine fired up and the grill of the International creaked and groaned as it ripped and it ripped open like a rib cage. Several flesh and metal melded appendages surfaced from the deep inside the engine bay. I overcame my horror-induced paralysis and fled. The loud growl of the throaty diesel V8 revving up behind me. I turned briefly to snap a quick photo while running. The flash only made the monstrosity even more enraged. Uh, I feel like uh, somebody watched, was it Tetsuo? Uh, yeah. Just, like, this just gives me Tetsuo vibes. Yeah, yeah. With the the mechanical machinery yeah. coming to life and moving on its own. Yeah, or, yeah. yeah. This felt, the this, way it's described. To, to use a fire, uh, a magic gathering term, this thing feels Phyrexian. I, I know what I that understand means. that reference. Okay, good. I, I, I don't, David, did you explain this? Sure. Yeah. Phyrexians are these weird amalgams of metal and flesh that come from, like, this oil machine plane of, that's very, very hellish, and they're kind of the, some of the main antagonists of the whole card game. Well, I hope this doesn't awaken anything in me. <laughs> 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 no, okay, they, that, I, I can see that. I can definitely see that. Yeah. Uh, a halogen gaze atop a bipedal mechanical eldritch horror was now shining down on top of me. 
It harkened, it harkened back to my old childhood nightmare of being trapped inside of a narrow railway tunnel with the engine fast approaching out of the dark. That's a great paragraph. Yeah. yeah that definitely awakened something in me, so. <laughs> <laughs> the noise of, piston, of the piston rods slapping inside the engine block grew more intense and closer as the exhaust note increased in volume. More awakenings. I ran without glancing back toward the main entrance, hopped the fence, and kept onward to my vehicle parked uh, not far down. I hardly recall what happened that evening, but I do remember getting up out of bed the next morning. My shoes reeked of diesel. Curious to know what sort of hellish nightmare I encountered last night, if it was real at all. I turned on my camera to check the gallery. Two faded yet bright lights towered above me at the moment with the oxidized, uh, with the oxidized Air National grill between them. Underneath was a black mass of flesh, fuel lines for its veins. In the middle of it all, the Detroit diesel engine burrowed into its chest. Uh, I deleted the photograph in the vain hope I'll just disregard this as my own delusions. It's for the best anyways. That was really cool. The cold never bothered me anyway. <laughs> no, that was good. That was I like that. Um, you know, you know what this makes me think of? Mm-hmm. Uh, this makes me think of, uh, in, in a, it, this is totally a positive, I recognize that on the show this probably sounds like a negative thing, but this reminds me of old, um, uh, uh, no sleep. Oh, like huh. 2010 era, like, you know, I went to, I went to, uh, an abandoned Motown motor plant and now I wish I hadn't. Oh, yeah. No, again. No, 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 I get it. I get it. That's a good thing. Cause it's so quick and to the point and like half of it is spent, uh, giving you context for it. Not to mention establishing that the, the protagonist knows a lot about yes. cars. Yeah. So. Yes. I, th- I think what I like with this story is, um, I know a lot of people, uh, leaned in more towards, um, animalistic, um, cryptids, which makes sense. But it is interesting to come up with a cryptid that is something mechanical. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, um, like something, a legend that, like, can't be explained. And it's like, how is this possible? Yeah. 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 It's, I kind of like the idea of it, like, being in its natural environment, so to speak. And, mm-hmm. you know, it hasn't been disturbed and, you kind of have somebody go in and disturb it, and that's what wakes it up. And, you know, that's why you haven't really had any sightings or anything like that prior to this. Because you probably... Well, I don't know. Maybe around Detroit, you probably have a lot of Urban X things. But probably... You could probably explain that away somehow. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, I, I like this one. Um, I think it has a little bit of, like, flow issue, like, while reading it. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. Like, there's a little bit of, like... I had a I had to reread a couple sentences, but overall it was good. There's a lot of good um, paragraphs, but I, I agree. I think um, uh, the paragraphs could flow a little bit better mm. into each other, but but um, there's some awesome description. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it's as a, like as a story, it's still a solid story. Yeah, absolutely. I, I totally believe this is a cryptid that like. It's like kind of like one of the horrors of urban exploration, right? Yeah. Like you don't know what you're going to find when you're doing that, when you're going into these abandoned places. You know, and a lot of times when yeah. you do that, like your adrenaline's already high and, yeah. you know, so you're jumpy. you're jumpy and you don't know what you're going to run into. Mm-hmm. So, And if something spooks you, you might just... Just run in the first place yeah. and then try to be like, no, no, it was nothing. Yeah. But in the so, back of your head, you're like, like, you know there's a murder car. <laughs> Did something really happen? <laughs> yeah. Is the murder car real? Yeah, exactly. I liked it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, that's why, <laughs> that's why it's our third place winner. Yeah, good choice, gang. Good, good job. David 
without being judgmental, what do you think? I quite like it. I just really like the yeah. the concept of the uh, of the creature itself and the way that yeah. it's presented. There's um in the dregs earlier we were talking a little bit about um Lovecraft and like mm-hmm. you know when things mm-hmm. are alien enough but also familiar. Like the idea is that you know with cosmic horror you're always trying to go for something that feels like makes you feel small and insignificant and like. Uh, far beside the point, though, there's a moment in At the Mountains of Badness where they built up to the reveal of the Shuggath, mm-hmm. and the way he gets described is almost like this this headlight, this like mass with headlights like shooting down a t- tunnel like an engine. Yeah, I almost get the same fi- vibe from this, especially that one paragraph. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh yeah, the image of those those halogen lights for its eyes. Like mm-hmm. that's that was a really cool image for me. So I think this is really creative in terms of making a cryptid that almost feels more fantastical than you would expect, mm-hmm. like. This is this is like Jersey Devil level yeah. of like it has more of a supernatural angle. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It feels dangerous too, because you know, like it's almost like a, a reverse deer in the headlights, right? Yeah, like you are the deer in the headlights, mm-hmm. and that's kind of scary. It's very scary. So yeah, I dig it. Yeah, it's it's a it's a nice way to tie it to the to the the area too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's absolutely. About the, you know, the automotive industry and mm-hmm. the many plants that are abandoned around. But yeah, I like this one a lot. It was yeah. obviously very well thought out. Mm-hmm. Good job. Whoa, show. What's number two? So our number two winner is Frosty. Uh, who is the author for Frosty, David? Frosty uh, is Troy Woolbrandt. Troy. Troy. Good Troy. job, Troy. So uh, Frosty actually... Um, there is a, we were sent two documents. One is a PDF, um, where it appears to be, um, I think it's supposed to look like it's part of a Reddit or, uh, or is this called quirky answers? Quickie answers. Quickie answers. Mm-hmm. Or is a, is there, what else? Uh, uh, Quora? Quora, yeah, that's, mm-hmm. that's another. Type. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I'm looking at the, uh, I'm actually looking at the, uh, image version of it now. I'm like, wow. Pretty cool. It's, it's good, pretty yeah. cool, isn't it? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, it's like really well done. Our effort put into this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, dude, your battery's about to die though. Like, no. <laughs> All right. So, and then they also um, presented the the text only, which thank you, I appreciate that. Sometimes it's kind of hard to read, uh, even when it, uh, even when it's like we we appreciate what you're trying to do. So, uh. Let's read the text. Um, but the question is, how long does it usually take for an animal control to remove an animal from your home? Yeah, this was posted okay. in the uh, wildlife category with, in the subcategory law enforcement. All right. Uh, should we start from the beginning with David? Uh, if you want. Do it. Do okay. it, David. I'm going to open the text version, too, to be safe. All right. Wait, who, who finished the one? Um, oh. I, oh, was that David? I think it was David. I think I did finish okay. it. So right. Actually, I think you're, you're starting us off this time. Okay. So, yeah, category wildlife, subcategories, law enforcement. How long does it usually take for animal control to remove an animal from your home? Posted by Jeff Keezer 99 on June 15th, 2021 at 4.03 a.m. All right, I guess there's no way for me to tell this story without sounding like a dumb asshole. Same. <laughs> Not this story, just like, that's how I start most of my uh, stories. <laughs> I live in a pretty rural area with a cat that is simultaneously smart enough to go to the bathroom outside, but can't figure out personal space. <laughs> Bebo was given to me by my tenant after he apparently got bullied by the other cats and needed to regain some body weight. He also does that stupid cat thing where he'll only eat the middle of his bowl and then whine like he's never eaten in his life. <laughs> so my savant of a cat needs a full bowl of food and the door and the back door cracked open 
so he can take a dump in the yard while I'm out while I'm out at my night shift. This is so real. <laughs> like, yes. yeah. It's just like I totally believe that uh, that somebody like posted this. Yes, forum, yeah. right? absolutely. And people ask why I don't want a cat. <laughs> like our dog is. <laughs> Gracie's kind of a cat. Yeah, yeah. She... Cat, Gracie's got big cat energy. Yeah, she, does, she but... really does. Uh, you can probably see where I'm go. Uh, where this is going. Uh, should I read the next paragraph still? Since it's yeah, go ahead. It took about a week before I started hearing little feet pattering against the wood floor. One night, I'm laying on my bed with the door open, and a raccoon just peeks his head in like a little kid that got lost on his way to get a cup of water. My hey, little buddy, must have sounded more like. Rah! I'm gonna eat ya because he took off. I uh, I popped up in time to watch four or five of them, the fat fuckers, Congo lining down the stairs and out the back door. This is the point where I should have woken up at a reasonable hour the next morning, gone to PetSmart, and bought a litter box. That is not what I did. I, I just love this. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's just four of my fat fuckers conga lighting. I just like that. The, it's like it's like funny, but it feels real. Like, yeah, yeah. it's very yeah. conversational. Like, I, anyway, I've got the status quo going for the past three and a half months. I can already see y'all's comments, and I know, I know, raccoons carry rabies. They're vicious. They have bad opinions about the Last Jedi. <laughs> I've already got the whole riot act from the animal control guy. The thing is, there was an albino in that posse. All the spots and rings that you would expect from a raccoon, but tan, white, and with a bit of pink skin around the eyes, ears, and hands. Absolutely beautiful. If I could leverage my free cat into getting a free real-life Pokemon, then working the, then working the closing shift at Taco Bell might finally start to seem worth it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I called him Frosty. Over those few months, sometimes I'd see him scramble up a tree or telephone pole when I pulled him into the driveway, and some nights I'd be lucky enough to get home before he arrived. The rest of his crew stopped showing up, so it was usually just me and him. I joked that Frosty must have eaten the others given how fat he had gotten. Uh, Through some great base persuasion, I managed to dull his fears, and as long as I stayed five feet away and kept the hall light off, he was fine with letting me watch him eat Bebo's, uh, letting me watch him eat Bebo's scraps. Occasionally I'd throw a few honey nut Cheerios or maybe a baby carrot across the room at him. It was a long ways away from hand feeding him hot dogs for YouTube views, but it was a start. This is just, it feels so based in reality. I also love the, the line grape-based persuasion. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. that's a really good way. I, I love, I love when writers do that. I love when writers take something, like, instead of saying, I gave him grapes. Yeah. And, like, really turn it on its head and, like, give it lots of words that sound cooler than what I could ever do. Oh. <laughs> Self-deprecation is hilarious. No. <laughs> no. We do not stand. Tonight I came home from work and Bebo comes running up to my car. I know the drill. If I take too long peeling my tired body out of the driver's seat, then this needy-ass cat will start (laughs) jumping on the hood and yelling. I open the car door, but instead of greeting me with his horrible whine, he silently leaps into the back and practically tries to bury himself between the seat cushions. I'm too fatigued to read this obvious red flag and just assume it's my stupid cat doing absurd, unknowable cat things. Which is also absolutely fair. Yeah. I wander inside to grab a snack. I flip on the lights. Should I read the next Yeah, you can. Yeah. Standing at the top of the stairs is a white creature with tan spots and rings. It has pink patches of skin along the ears, around its dark, beady eyes, and along the underside of its spindly fingers. Ooh, spindly fingers. Yeah. 
Little hands. Little hands. Little hands. Not so little. No. It was the size of a German Shepherd. Jesus. It's German Shepherd hands. German Shepherd hands. Those things are huge. They can be big. Yeah. I think male German Shepherds can get up to like 90 pounds. Yeah. Or yeah. Like, that. So like 70 to 90. Yeah. yeah. It studied me with curiosity while continuing, while continuing to work on the cat food in its mouth. I pulled out my pocket knife for reassurance more than anything else and took a, and took a diagonal strategic step up the stairs. The creak of the step prompted the thing to skitter up the side of the wall like a spider. The fuck? That in turn prompted me to shit myself and run out. <laughs> <clears throat> I tried my best to comfort Bebo while calling animal control from inside the safety of my car. I told him it was a coyote because that's the only thing it can be. It doesn't add up, but it has to be. Uh, half an hour later, I was being lectured by an animal control officer about feeding wildlife. Ten minutes after that, he and one of his partners enter the house and flip on the lights. I don't remember turning them off. Thirteen-ish minutes later, the lights turn off again. As I've been writing this, about 45-ish minutes after the first two went in, the third officer went to go check on them, but the lights turned back off almost immediately after they were turned on. I don't know what to do at this point. Do I call animal control again? Am I just being paranoid? This is standard stuff, right? I could really use some answers. My phone battery's starting to get real low. Oh! oh and it shows oh, at the top, shit. Oh, yes. Shit. And oh, shit. David brought it back around. You I didn't love that. even know. You was, didn't even know. <laughs> That's awesome. That's really cool. That's really cool. That's just like that attention to detail is like, mwah, the je ne sais quoi. Chef kiss. Mm. That was good. I like this one. Yeah. Yeah. I like the conversational tone of this one. Yeah. yeah. I, I like that it feels like it's a real person who's, like, seeing something. And, but also kind of like, well, that couldn't have happened. I must be sleepy. And, like, I like how they talked about when they got home they were fatigued. And mm-hmm. so, like, they're kind of, like, adding more uh, credence to the idea that they're tired and maybe seeing things that aren't really there. Yeah. Like, yeah. it had to be a coyote, right? So it was good. Yeah, it was it's really great. I just like how this raccoon turned into a... Apparently a big, horrible raccoon monstrosity. <laughs> With spindly fingers. Yeah. Spindly fingers. No, this one was fun. I like this. I did too. Yeah. And it feels like... I think it's a good warning. Don't feed wildlife. Please yeah. don't. Yeah. That's a thing you should not do. Mm-mm. Like, it, do not feed the birds. Do not feed, feed well, the squirrel. You can't, eat, you can't feed something that's not real. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> birds aren't real. Sure? Question mark? No. They, they aren't. Uh, That's their secret. So, so that was Troy. That was Troy Wilbrandt. Good job, Troy. Yeah, good job, Troy. Thank you so much for submitting too. I like your style. Yeah, very good style. Very good. And the and the winner of our cryptid writing challenge, our first place winner is Gracie. It's yes, we have already confirmed that. uh, Philidae Africanus, uh, who wrote that one, David? Future David here, stepping in for past David. This story is credited to Schultz. This is really cool. All right. Well, uh, that's three for three of me getting them wrong because I hedged my bets and I bet that every single one of these was written by Beth Morton. <laughs> uh, and so I guess I'm the big loser here. Fun fact, though, one of these stories was indeed written by Beth I Morton. knew it! No. I knew- In fact, these are, all, these are all pen names of Beth Morton. I knew it! I knew it! In fact, all of our submissions were Beth Morton. <laughs> Even the one we disqualified. In fact, <laughs> in fact, I'm Beth Morton. Oh, I'm Beth Morton. I'm no, Beth Morton. No, I'm your dad. No, Wait. I'm your dad. Oh. All right. So, who who's starting this mess of? Uh, who just finished that one? I did. So I think it's David. David. Don't uh, mind my skittles. Skittles. 
Skittles. Sorry, sorry. Is this quick Skittle break? That's all right. Skittle break Skittle is allowed. I, you know, I'm going to give myself a Skittle break too, bro. Well, I have Halloween candy. No, I'm not. I, no, no, that wasn't me being upset. That was me being like Skittles. Oh, you want you want some Skittles? No, I'm, I'm just I'm just excited that okay. you have Skittles. No, I'm very. Excited. I'm excited for you. Well, so I'd be just, more excited just if don't, you weren't fun size. Just don't oh. see, feed him to Gracie, because, like, as we've confirmed, she is a cryptid. This is true. So I, I, I have a guess that I'm probably wrong. I'm not really good at scientific names. But my guess is that this is Thyleidae. Oh, Thyleidae. Yeah. Thyleidae. Like, out, like, yeah, Thyleidae is probably... That would be my guess. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All right. All right. Let's try it again. Let's go. Uh, do whales money. Afrikan, devil mouth, English, uh, Thaliaidae africanus, uh, 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 proposed binom- bin- binomial, mm-hmm. binomial nomenclature. Woo! There, I did it. Yeah. Got him. Got him. That didn't take multiple takes or anything? No. No. It didn't. Or, oh, or, or an hour between recordings. <laughs> <laughs> Editing. That's Look. future David's problem. <laughs> <laughs> Editing's magic. Uh, alright. Dr. Edmonds. I have great ple- I take great pleasure to inform you that we have come across the most extraordinary creature during our latest expedition into the remote areas of Zambia. We believe it to be a distant relative of the now extinct thylacine, as it shares an uncanny appearance with the carnivorous marsupial, a medium to large sized canid, with striped fur and an abdominal pouch similar to that of a kangaroo. Though, for reasons that will soon become apparent, uh, we have had great difficulties in studying the creature in any non-visual capacity and cannot accurately assess its genus in a standardized manner. Okay. This sounds like a doctor. This absolutely sounds like a professor and how mm-hmm. they talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that about all all of these top three, how unique their styles are. Yeah. yeah. You know? the Basically, the writing fits the type of character that would yes. be stating these. Yes. The chief differences that set this remarkable creature apart from a standard thylacine stem from the fact that the, it hunts through the use of projectile acid. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's metal. It's a Dilophosaurus as of Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> I know it is unprecedented for such a large creature to have this kind of physiology, but I've personally observed one open its mouth and spit a jet of, a jet of fluid nearly 60 meters and instantly dissolved the rear half of a bush pig. Oh, Said <laughs> <laughs> the bush pig. Yes. Poor bush pig. Poor bush pig. The mouth itself contains rows of sharp needle-like teeth, closer to thang- fangs... Fangs? God damn it. What am I fucking... Uh, you're good, you're good. <laughs> I was going to make a joke, like a my immortal joke, but... Fangs. Fangs. <laughs> um... To fangs of a serpent than a standard carnivore. And a long pre- prehensile? Mm-hmm. Tongue. Okay, dumb question. What does prehensile mean? Um, like it has control over it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, like a prehensile tail on a, on a, uh, primate that lets it, like, hang from a tree. Yeah. They can, like, oh. with its tail. They can control it. Yeah, it, yeah. it doesn't just have, like, an idle animation. Got yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna bring up elephants, but maybe, maybe oh, I'll, I'll leave oh. that. <laughs> that uh, that it uses to lap up the liquefied potions of its prey. As far as we can ascertain, the species appears to produce a thick mucus lining that protects its mouth and throat from its own highly reactive acid, while their teeth are naturally impervious. However, that protection is not present outside the mouth, and residual spray from their acid frequently drips down the sides of their muzzle or mist um, back into their snout. 
As a result, their maws are ragged and bloody, with extreme scarring, inflamed flesh tissue pocketed with teeth that present in a singularly horrific manner. This just seems like a mistake of evolution in that its own acid can, like... I know. Yeah. It seems wrong. I f- what I like about this story is it's kind of similar to, um... Uh, I, I think it's a Russian sleep experiment, um, mm-hmm. where basically they're describing horrific things, but because it's said in such a high, uh, scientific manner, it, I don't know, it's because it's the scientific way it's being stated even makes it more horrific. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. So it's much cold. more, yeah, exactly. It's yeah. Tr- horrific manner treated in such a cold way. It's like yeah. so sterile. Mm-hmm. I think the one thing I have to say about this, which is, this was my great the one gripe I had about this is it being able to shoot fluid 60 meters that's, is... That's a lot. That's far. Yeah. What like, I think it should... I, I really, I really, really feel like it was a mistype, and it should say six. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that's the case, because 60 meters is, like, insane. Kind of is longer than the length of a blue whale. Because yeah. for, for us dummies who still use the Imperial system, that's, like, 180 feet, mm-hmm. right? I mean, roundabout. Like, roundabout, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I know it's not 1-1, one, one, but or 3-1. Yeah, I just feel like that is that is way too far. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking it was supposed to be 6, and it was just, like, not... It, it, it was just missed in editing. Okay, anyway... But perhaps the most surprising characteristic of, the, of this creature presents only at the onset of death. It must surely store a prodigi- prodigious amount of the acid inside its body, as within minutes after it stops breathing, the creature begins to liquefy from the inside out. From the moment of death, it takes less than five minutes for the chest cavity to collapse in on itself, and under an hour, the body is little more than a bubbling puddle. This entire process is also marked by the... Uh, emanation mm-hmm. of extreme caustic fumes from the corpse, which further hampered our ability to study the event more closely. So stinky. I love this because I like that they, they're getting rid of the evidence. Yeah. And I think that's so smart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As to why As to there why, are remains. Yeah, we don't we don't have any remains and we like we don't have any like way to trace them back or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I really love that detail. Yeah, it's really good. Does it mean no? Yes yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. I apologize. Yeah thank you. Uh, while populations claim to have, while local populations claim to have no knowledge of this creature, native legends tell of devil mouth of a of devil mouth, a cursed spirit that vomits its tainted soul out into those who cross its path, absorbing their essence, carrying it in its stomach until it emerges as as another devil mouth. The similarities between this legend and the acid spitting marsupial are unlikely to be coincidence, and as best as we can tell, the natural habitat of these creatures roughly co-aligns with lands that is that the local populations have traditionally considered forbidden or cursed. I also love this because a lot of times when um, there's discussion of animals, um, the, like there's a lot of like, first discovered in 1960. And I'm like, it was not first discovered in 1960. No. <laughs> it never, ever was. It was first described by science. Yeah. In yeah. that time. Yeah. yeah. In that time. But there are almost always local populations of indigenous people who were aware of the animal far, 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 far before it was described by science. Absolutely. So I love this. And Mm -hmm. you told me they usually help the foreign scientists who come to study stuff and then they get zero of the credit. Absolutely. That happens so frequently. Even though they've known about it for like hundreds of thousands of years. They've known about it forever. (laughs) Yeah. And 
basically what happens is they'll catch a specimen mm-hmm. and be like, oh, I'll send it to the museum because it's weird. Yeah. And be like, what is this thing? And then the people who receive the specimen end up getting the credit for discovery. Right. Which is a bunch of BS. Yeah. So, yes, this being part of this is really awesome. I think this is why this story resonated with so well. Yeah. I feel like it's like somebody who really seems to know the ins and outs of, like, animal mm-hmm. zoology and mm-hmm. things like that. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm already drawing up plans for a further incursion into those aforementioned territories, so consider this your formal invitation to join our expedition. Let me know your decision as soon as you receive this letter, as both myself and the entire team are eager to see what other living legends might exist within those boundaries. Sincerely, Dr. Roxford. Uh, the only thing I would say, this is just because I work with um, people with PhDs. Very rarely would doctor be spelled out if they're writing a letter. They'll just do dr period. And more often than not, they'll add, uh, I mean, if they're addressing it, I could easily have it see, see it being said, Dr. Edmonds, but I assure you more often than not, if it's being signed, it's going to say Dr. Full name. Mm -hmm. And usually it'll have a signature at Mm -hmm. the end. Yeah. Yeah. Um, unless there is, I mean, there's emails where they'll just do their first name and then have a signature. But again, this is just a small thing. Oh yeah. But it, it, but that, other than that, like the story is well told. It's the, it, it's so short, but it describes this mm-hmm. cryptid so wonderfully. And again, because it is it's hor it's a horrific creature, but it's told in such a clinical way. And as you mentioned, I love the fact that it does include local legends. Mm-hmm. Again, mm-hmm. indigenous communities have seen this; they know about it. They have their own story. Kind of, uh, I mean, if I recall, the II has the same oh yeah thing. Too. A lot of animals do. But yeah, this is a uh, this is really awesome. It feels like this is like it could be a thing that people yes you know talk about like yeah, it like, could be an actual local legend like authentic yeah yeah it, yeah it feels like real and like you know a team of scientists wanting to track it down mm-hmm. you know like some people try to track down Bigfoot or Loch mm-hmm. Ness monster or things. but yeah. this is what I feel like we were looking for yeah, this yeah. Was, yeah when it came to the cryptid writing contest something that again. Felt like, felt like a real cryptid or felt like a real animal mm-hmm. or creature and basically appealed to your guys's like animal fact files, ten styles while also, uh, creating a horrific story that mm-hmm. actually appeals to our channel as well. So, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. The clinical nature of it is really fascinating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but if that 60 was on purpose, <laughs> by all means, please shorten it, shorten it to six. Horrifying. That is horrifying. <laughs> it's like, it's like when it says lions can jump, what was it, like 30 feet? And <laughs> it's actually, no, they can leap 30 feet, not jump 30 feet up in the right, air. Right. It's horizontal, not vertical. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, that, that is really my only gripe about the whole thing. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I really like it. Yeah. I like how short and sweet it is. Like, it sounds like something, you know, like, hey, here's the thing we found come to tell us if yeah. you want to be part of the thing. Here's literally everything we know about it so far. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> uh, and I like that it it covers its tracks. Yes. Yeah, I like that too. Like when it dies, it, it, it's gone. It, yeah, it so. screams, oh, my bones! And then it disappears. <laughs> it despawns. Yeah, it properly despawns. That's yeah. really cool. Uh, thank you to our three winners of yeah. this cryptid writing contest. Uh, we'll be reading the other three stories, um, in the next episode. But mm-hmm. again, thank you guys. You are awesome. 
These stories were great. They're... Thank you for your patience as you, yeah. uh, you were waiting for this one. Yeah, yeah that was our fault, the... so thank you. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, thank you for understanding. There was a lot of weird upheaval and for all of us mm-hmm. at different times, mm-hmm. and we needed to... We wanted to wait until something special happened, and here we are all together actually yeah. to do this, so this is really cool. It's been wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Yay. We appreciate your your waiting. Yeah. Um, if you like what you hear, uh, go check us out on creativehorror.com, or if you want to hear what these guys do, uh, check out Animal Fact Files on YouTube, as well as, uh, they also do another channel called Cinema Nippon. Um, I keep promoting Animal Fact Files because of the contest oh, itself. Yeah. yeah. But, um, oh, no, that, yeah, that's more, that's more on theme for the contest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Animal uh, Fact Files. But if you like hearing about Japanese films and, um, uh, reviews of Japanese films, these guys also do a great job doing that on their other channel, yeah. Cinema Nippon, so. Yes. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I'm subscribed to both, so. <laughs> you should do the same. Yes, you should. Do it. Yep. Well, thank you for having us. This yeah. was very fun. Thank Absolutely. you. I look forward to reading the... We're not done. You're, we're not done. You're, you're still here. You're still here. You're still trapped here. It's okay. Help. We, we pay Help, them. We pay, it's okay. We pay them in bone hurting juice. <laughs> I'll take another swig and yeah. then I won't be able to move again. All right? Cool. All right. Here you go. Here you go, Eli. All right. All right. Here's your bone hurting juice. <laughs> oh, my bones. <laughs> Good evening, intrepid listeners. This is the Pasta Shade, the host of Midnight Marinera, and this podcast is part of CreativeHorror.com, a network of podcasts and creators working together to build a constructive community of horror fans. For more content like this, visit us at CreativeHorror.com. <laughs>